The views and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of staff and management of IntraVision Communications. Welcome, welcome. This is impossible for America. People seem to be more in touch with the city. They're more respectful for what's going on. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. Rising fast, going with the flow. He's doing good. He's got his looks. I don't know what else to say about him. On Talk Radio 1150. Pull up a chair. It's going to be a lot of fun. You are entering into a weird zone known as the critical mindset Yes, that's right. I am mixing our Tuesday and Monday formats. Critical Thought Monday with Chris Bailey is coming up here, along with the Mindset 5, all mix-mashed into a Monday afternoon, lazy Monday afternoon show we're going to call The Critical Mindset. Uh, we, As I mentioned to all of you before, as I've been promoing since last week, in studio with us, at El Paso for America, part of the El Paso for America crew. You know who that is. Nick Bias is in studio. Nick, how does it feel to be in El Paso? Absolute pleasure, Hector. Uh, it's, uh, I've been wanting to come down here for years. Never had the opportunity until today. It was worth the uh, 18 hours of real time as well as getting <laughs> caught in four so, thunderstorms. So yesterday <laughs> you had a baseball game. You were playing baseball in Colorado. You were trying to steal bases and not succeeding at it. You get out of being like, you know, kind of spanked your way home in your baseball game, and you get on the road. Road, and you think it's going to be a 12-hour drive, but it turns into 18 hours. Well, I mean, you know, um, if you like to laugh at other people's misfortunes, that's, that's good for you, man, for real. I appreciate that. Hey, it's that. not a misfortune Thank to me. Much. I have a good friend of mine here <laughs> in El Paso. It's not a misfortune to me. Bingo's in studio with us here, folks, and uh, we got Chris Bailey heading into studio. We're going to have a lot of fun today. We're going to talk national politics. We're going to talk world politics. We're going to get local. In fact, uh, Nick brought his broom with him today because he, he wants to, what were you saying? Earlier today, you're going to take the what? To borrow a line from one of my favorite movies, grasp the broom of reform and sweep this city clean. <laughs> so Nick has come with a mission to uh, grasp the broom of reform and, uh, you know, broom this city clean or whatever, uh, sweep this city clean. We're going to be having a lot of fun. Nick will be with us uh, tomorrow. And, you know, we're also going to have a great week. Starting Wednesday, we have the arrival of Michael David, our very own uh, country music uh, rising star, all the way from Nashville. He's on a road trip as we speak with Nashville 360. Uh, Nashville 360 is a uh, pretty well, well-known country show over there in Nashville. The show is coming with him into our studios, and he'll be here on Wednesday. And uh, he's going to be on what's in on What's Up magazine. On Wednesday, you guys are going to want to pick up a copy of What's Up magazine, and uh, we're going to want to talk about that. Now, let's get let's get into this uh, this this critical mindset there, Nick. You know, I've been I've been reading all the news, and there has been a lot of talk about this uh, whole mosque situation. You know, I, you're from New York, yes, sir. Born and raised in New York City, absolutely. So here's the thing. I lived September 11th in Washington, D.C. I still remember it. I still remember, people may not believe me, but I still remember 
saying my goodbyes to close family members because we did not know what was going to happen next and we could not get uh, easy access to telephones uh, because all the lines were tied up. I still remember that. I'm not so sure I'm comfortable having... The, the, the gentleman that, you know, came out the day after, uh, you know, September 11th and started talking about, you know, how Americans were responsible for this and, and, and really just had very little tact about the situation, being the, the, the leading agent of this development of a mosque in, in New York City. I know there's nothing constitutionally against it. How do you feel as a New Yorker, though, Nick? Well, um, I have an even uh, greater investment in the situation, Hector. Um, not only do I live two blocks from ground zero, but I also lost a very good friend of mine in Tower One when it went down. Um, his name was Ma uh, Mario Santoro, and um, he was an EMT uh, with the FDNY. He was one of the first responders on the scene in Tower One when it collapsed. Um, he lost his life tragically. Um, as did so many thousands of others. He left behind a, uh, a wife. He'd been married for less than a year, had a newborn baby girl, only six months old, who wow. uh, never got to know her dad. So I have a lot of investment in that situation. Um, in spite of all of that, what I'm going to say about this situation is that I'm all for this thing. If they want to build a mosque there, if they want to renovate what's already there, it's not like they're building it on the actual memorial site. It's a couple of blocks away. And not to mention, if we are going to um, kind of fall back into this whole notion of being xenophobic and attacking the Islamic religion as um, being directly responsible for the September 11th attacks, then why did we go through all that stuff as a country if we're going to revert to such xenophobic tactics? Um, that would be equivalent to saying that the Germans as a people are responsible for the Holocaust. Um, that would also be equivalent to saying something as ludicrous as the entire religion of Islam was responsible for the September 11th attacks. But but what about the argument of of uh, just basic respect, Nick? I mean, the the argument that look, if if somebody wants to set up a mosque, there's nothing stopping them from setting up a mosque in the United States of America. But you know, the the, the whole concept of you know as you know just from at, from the point of view of respect, we're going to respect the situation that happened, and we're going to put our mosque, you know, 500 yards uh, further away than the 500 feet it already is, or whatever it is. So, um, a couple of things um, I have to respond to that is, number one, what is disrespectful about a mosque being in close proximity to ground zero? And number two, um, ha living in that area, there's a New York sports club, an, af an athletic facility, right next to ground zero as well. And couldn't it be argued that it's just as disrespectful to have a facility in which people exercise their vanity? Well, I mean, is it, the, here's the thing, though. I mean, the, the people that own the New York Sports Club or whatever it is, the athletic facility, aren't necessarily out in the news saying that, uh, you know, things right after September 11th that have so little tact about, you know, the United States being largely responsible for what happened and, uh, you know, that, that kind of situation where it kind of begins to... It, it makes you feel that the kind of individuals behind that whole situation are, aren't necessarily, I don't know, I mean, there's freedom of speech. It's just, they, they've got the freedom to do as they please. It's just, it makes you want to say, 
why I would do it for you. Why wouldn't you do it for for us? I mean, it's just I don't know. I I, I would. How hard is it to place it in? Uh, I don't know in the Bronx or or lower lower in in uh, higher Manhattan, some somewhere in Upper Manhattan, somewhere. Well, uh, the problem that's been occurring in New York, Hector, and if if, if you've been listening to um, absolutely uh, absurd fake news channels such as uh, the one that rhymes with box. Um, it's not a question of the individual behind um, the building of the mosque. It's a question of folks are attacking the Islamic religion itself. And they're saying that nothing that symbolizes the Islamic religion belongs within the vicinity of Ground Zero. Now, to me, that's incredibly disrespectful to the millions of Muslims in this entire world and the many thousands in this country who were staunch opponents of the attackers of September 11, who uh, work in this community very peacefully, who do very great many things for the community and for the people. Well, let's see what the radio listeners have to say. we got some calls here. Folks, you can give us a call, 915-880-4376. Let's go to Scott. Scott, welcome to the show. What's going on? Hi. Yeah, hi. How you doing? Yeah, I couldn't have said it uh, any any better than your, your guests. Uh, those were very eloquent uh, words and, and, and he's taking a bow well for you said. here <laughs> well said no because you know we have to separate the, the the religion of islam and the the political movement of al-qaeda which is a, a warped uh uh bastardization of, of of islam at at best but but more of a of a political movement and when we when we blend uh al-qaeda with uh Islam, we bring ourselves down to the very level of Al of Al Qaeda, because uh, we we must respect uh, the the Muslims in this country. We 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 must respect the the, the, the pure teachings of Islam. I, I, I as a Christian believe that if 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 the uh, if Christians or any political movement or any group interest group want to uh, erect a, a, a church next to uh, that that center and 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 by the way the mosque is inside that center it's not you know the out the outside building you know is it has several several other um uh um things going on besides besides that mosque but but uh, you know it would be wonderful would be uh for a, a christian church uh a jewish synagogue uh to be they're also uh, are Scott, separate interest groups to erect and have interfaith I, have interfaith studies. You know, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, but it, I remember the exchange that we had, and he, you know, I, I have the role today of kind of playing a little bit of devil's advocate. I mean, not that. Sure. I mean, I, I understand that there's freedoms in the nation, and that they are free to build the mosque as they wish, and we really have no say on it. I just, I, I'm, I'm playing, I'm taking up the uh, the argument of this whole question of respect, sure. which I think has been a probably the most. Uh, Le probably the most educated uh, argument against the mosque being built, the I whole concept of respect. Uphold, as long as we uphold the Constitution and as long as we show these these people, whether they are extremists or not, just to show the world that we are willing to absorb everyone and their, their teachings, as long as their teachings follow 
follow the letter of the law. There was an interesting, there was an interesting uh, development in Afghanistan, for example, though. And you and I have had exchanges about Afghanistan and and what's going on over there uh, in the past. I, I I immediately remembered our conversation of last time when I heard today's news, uh, Scott, about the Taliban having knocked off, uh, you know, several American citizens under the presumption right. that they were out there, you know, preaching uh, Christian right. values. And it, they do that specifically to 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 scrape on a wound. That's what they do with Israel. They they, they use political uh, and, and military savage, uh, uh, I guess, uh, how can I put it? They, they use military means to to destroy and harm innocent people to, to, to cause um, the opposition to just go insane. Would you guys say the Taliban follows the Islamic level? religion? Um, absolutely not. not. At, um, absolutely not. Um, not and, and and I have read. Um, Aren't they considered uh, fundamental Islam? See, but the, but well, what the Palestinians and the Jews are constantly going back and forth with, because they are doing that. They are allowing their religion to blend in with political movements. And well, they, they are a theocracy over there. Well, when they when they aggravate when they aggravate each other by allowing some type of bombing, some type of terrorist act in the name of their religion. The response ends up being as base as the first strike coming from the opposition. And, 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 so, and one of the things, Hector, that not many people are talking about is this is an incredible teaching opportunity yes, um, in New York absolutely. City. Um, uh, if we were to build this mosque, we can bring folks together and say, listen, the, the Islamic religion was not responsible for the 9-11 attacks under, under no circumstances. Scott, thank you for the call. we got to run the break here. Folks, stay tuned. we got Nick Bias in studio. Chris is Bailey is on the way in for the critical thought portion of the critical mindset that we're enjoying. It's uh, going to be a fun time. Uh, three people in studio, a couple of other friends here. Bingo, on the, uh, you know, he'll probably be chiming in at some point. Uh, we'll have a big, huge party with all of you. 915-880-4376. Give us a call. Your financial news source with CNBC Financial. I'm Tom Busby, CNBC Radio. Stocks end the day higher as investors are hoping the Federal Reserve announces more economic stimulus plans to help the economy when it meets tomorrow. The Dow adding 45 points, the Nasdaq up 17. Shares of Hewlett Packard down 8% following the resignation of its chairman and CEO for doctoring expense reports amid sexual harassment allegations. Google and Verizon teaming up for network neutrality. They want to make sure other phone and cable TV internet providers are barred from slowing down, blocking, or charging to prioritize internet traffic over broadband lines. Honda recalling nearly 400,000 Civics, Accords, and Elements to fix a problem with the ignition switch. It could allow the key to be removed even if the car isn't in park. And government-backed mortgage finance giant Freddie Mac is at it again, asking for another $1.8 billion in federal aid. Tom Busby, CNBC. Ford and Lincoln Mercury Service presents Mike Rowe with some important information about the big tire sale. Well, that about sums it up, really. It's a tire sale. 
and it's big. I'll say, when you buy four Goodyear Continental hand-cooked Yokohama or Pirelli tires, you get a $100 cash rebate. A hundred bucks. You forgot to mention that, Mike. Well, that's why you're here. Thank you. It's the big tire sale at your Ford and Lincoln Mercury dealers. See participating dealership or visit GenuineService.com for mail-in rebate and details through 831-10. Like a lot of people, Marlo Scott wanted to do things differently, so she created her own business and made ink from Jace her business card. I was doing the corporate grind until I opened my cupcake, wine, and beer bar. Sweet revenge. I love ink. I get rewards on every purchase. It has twice the acceptance worldwide as American Express and free ink cards if I need them for my employees. Make your mark with ink. Go to Chase.com slash ink. Chase what matters. Acceptance rates based on global, not domestic data. Restrictions apply. Ink cards issued by Chase Bank USA and subject to credit approval. Copyright 2010. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. All rights reserved. For America. We're supposed to bring freedom and democracy to people that need it. I think these people need it. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. This is the guy I wanted to talk to. Talk Radio 1150. You know, I do remember that exchange that you had with Rob Ransom, Nick. Uh, it, was, it was quite an interesting one. I don't know if you folks remember. We were in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and uh, we had a heated discussion on President Barack Obama with uh, my good friend Nick Bias here, who's in studio in El Paso, Texas. He usually calls us from Fort Collins, Colorado. Now he's actually in studio with us as he's taking the next two days in. And you know what? We're going to be putting a roundtable together, roundtable discussion maybe tomorrow at some point. Uh, we'll let you guys know the, the, the place uh, here pretty soon but uh, probably tomorrow just stay tuned and if you guys want to come and just have a little roundtable discussion with with Nick and I we're going to have a lot of fun with it uh, today we're also going to be getting together with some uh, good friends to to uh, both of us through through NHI of course that uh, a bunch of NHI alumni are in the area we'll be getting together with with a lot of NHIers today so the point is we're going to have some fun and uh, we're here talking about uh, this whole question of Islamic culture see I don't know if you can get away, Nick, with calling people. You, you can't say that the Taliban is not part of the Islamic religion. I mean, it's, they're part of it. They're probably like, you know, off in the, in the, in the way, you know, off left, uh, I don't know if it's left or right field. I guess right field, because it'd be conservative, uh, ultra fundamentalist type, uh, group. But nevertheless, they're part of that. They are following the teachings of, the Islamic culture in their own warped way, but they are following it. Well, I don't think they're following it, Hector. I, I think the words he uses, they are distorting it. Um, they, uh, they, are, they are distorting and disrespecting but see, distorting it according word. to who? Well, according, according to the teachings of Islam. Man. Okay, I mean, but, but see, they follow the teachings of Islam. You don't. You don't follow any teachings, Nick. Come on. Hey, you know what, man? And, as a student of many types of different organized religions, as someone as someone who went to Catholic school for 13 years of my life, man, it was 13 hard years of my life, I studied many religions, they all have a very similar theme. Love thy neighbor, treat people with respect, and leave a positive yeah, impact on the world. Yeah, but what do they say world. about follow, but what do they say about the infidels? But the problem is, man, is I could say the same thing about Christianity. I mean, the K and there's and there's fundamental Christians out there, I'm the, sure. The KKK claim to be the, the the best Christians on the planet. Um vehement anti-homosexual uh, groups like NARTH or the National Organization for Marriage claim to be very strictly staunchly Christian. They have obviously perverted Christianity, but I'm not going to sit here as a citizen of this country and say I have a problem with the Christian religion. 
You see what I'm saying? That, that, that the Christian religion is fundamentally flawed because you have people like the KKK or those in North or those in... But uh, I'm sure uh, North feels that they're Christian. Well, of course they do, but it doesn't mean that they are, man. But they're not Christian? I could feel Mexican right now. I got, okay. I got a wait, lovely wait, burrito. Wait, Okay, hand, I love this. I love this. I, I, you know, I got a lovely wait, You've now entered into the critical mindset zone because you know this is this is interesting. We have a we have a uh, one of our local bishop, you know, uh, Bishop uh, Armando Ochoa actually wrote a lot about uh, the whole situation going on in California and the whole concept of uh, gay marriage, and he was not in favor of it, and he was very adamantly. Uh, well, you could say against the whole concept of gay marriage in his uh, writings. Would you say that then our B Bishop uh, uh, Armando Ochoa is not uh, really a part of the Catholic Church? I'm not saying he is not a part of the Catholic Church. Of course he is affiliated. He is a member. He has paid his dues to become a but member of the Catholic Church. But according to Nick, he's Church. not a Christian. But he has perverted the message of Christianity, and he has warped it into something that promotes hatred, vitriol, violence, etc. And I have friends in the gay and le lesbian community. I have friends so who, everybody, who, who yeah. are victims of this violence. I have a situation of a, a couple of friends of my fiance down... Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Da uh, um, down in Baton Rouge, were just literally denied business services because they were a gay couple. That's a perversion of Christianity. Whenever you use religion and Christianity, which is which preaches so much about love thy neighbor, whenever you utilize it to spill vitriol and hate against another human being, you may be a member of the Catholic Church, you may be a Christian in name. However, you are perverting the underlying message. All right, of Christianity. fine, but then case in point is that these people are still part of the Islamic culture. Who cares, man? But, but see, that's the point, though, Nick. But it's if like, they're perverting okay. it, that, so, hey, let me go back to my last example, man. This. Welcome to the critical just, mindset, folks. Just, you want to give us a call? Just because the Nazis were German, that doesn't mean that the German people are responsible for the Holocaust. It doesn't work that way, man. Faulty logic, man. Okay, so, I thought you would learn okay, that in wait, Georgetown. Wait, wait, wait. I thought Georgetown would teach that so to So the you. big guns Obviously come out. Obviously not, no, man. It, Look, but I guess they don't teach you enough over at Colorado State University if you want to bring in alma maters, okay? I, I guess they don't teach you at Colorado State University that when you build a critical mass of a group of individuals that's thinking a particular way, uh, that critical mass of individuals can become a force, a social force in society. We talk about social forces all the time over the summer with all the students. And, and, and Nick, I mean, the thing is, for me, is that look the United States did not go in the United States did not go in to uh Afghanistan to root out the Taliban. They went in there to root out Al Qaeda. And now the Taliban is proving to be uh, you know, a, a significant foe with this whole entire situation, yet they are considered by the Muslim world as being part of, you know, their 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 Islamic culture. Hey, the Taliban, the radical right Christians, the Tea Party, I put them all in the same group, man. They have perverted and distorted, uh, and distorted a basic message that says to love thy neighbor, treat them with respect, and make a positive impact in this world. They have turned that message into a platform to promote vitriol, hate, and injustice toward other human beings. Now, they may be, again, they may be a part of that particular organization, but that, that, that does not mean that they are truly following their teachings if they have perverted its message.
Interesting thoughts, folks. It is Critical Mindset Monday. Chris Bailey's in route in-house here to the studio, and uh, Nick Bias is in studio. We're, we're having a lot of fun. 915-880-4376. We're going to continue to talk subject matter like this, and we got other friends coming in, too, uh, like NHI alumni uh, from prominent institutions, say, in San Antonio that are all passers. We'll have them all come in, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Give us a call. This is KHRO El Paso, Talk Radio 1150 AM, your CNN Radio News Source. CNN Radio, I'm Stan Case. President Obama is renewing his call for better education opportunities for all young Americans. He says it's essential if the U.S. is to compete in the global economy. New industries and innovations are flourishing. Our competition is growing fiercer. The president says it's unacceptable that the U.S. has fallen from first place to 12th place in college graduation rates in one generation. The House is expected to vote Tuesday on a $26 billion bill aimed at helping states avoid teacher layoffs. Speaker Nancy Pelosi called lawmakers back from their August vacation to consider the measure. One of the two Arizona prison escapees on the lam for the past 11 days has been captured. Tracy Province was apprehended in Wyoming. He and John McCluskey are suspected of killing a couple in New Mexico. Stocks ended higher ahead of Tuesday's Federal Reserve Board meeting. The Dow Industrials climbed 45 points. The Nasdaq was up 17. The most trusted name in news. This is CNN Radio. The Sears Automotive Center knows that when you get your car back from the shop, you don't want to feel like you've been taken for a ride. That's why the Sears Blue Automotive Crew offers Price Match Plus to get you the best price guaranteed. Come see for yourself at the Summer Safety Event through August 14th. Save on all BF Goodrich and Goodyear tires. Plus, Guardsman all-season tires are as low as $29.98. And get an all-wheel vehicle alignment for only $69.99 on most cars. Visit SearsAuto.com for more great deals. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Sears. Life well spent. When hurricanes strike, people lose belongings, their homes, hope. This hurricane season is predicted to be severe. American Red Cross volunteers stand ready. You can help. Your $50 click on redcross.org can feed and shelter a child for a day. Text Red Cross to 90999 to give $10. Call 1-800-RED-CROSS and your $25 gift can make sure someone won't go hungry for the day. Every single donation brings hope. Text message and data rates may apply. Here's a bone health tip from Sally Field. It helps to eat plenty of calcium-rich foods like yogurt, spinach, or cheese. But you need more than calcium and vitamin D and exercise to keep your bones strong. Once monthly Boniva works with your body to help stop and reverse bone loss. So ask your doctor about Boniva today. Boniva is a 150 milligram prescription tablet for postmenopausal osteoporosis. CRAD and Weight Watchers. Don't take Boniva Ibandronate Sodium if you have problems with your esophagus, low blood calcium, severe kidney disease, or can't sit or stand for at least one hour. Follow dosing instructions carefully. Stop taking Boniva and tell your doctor if you have difficulty painful swallowing, chest pain, or severe or continuing heartburn, as these may be signs of serious upper digestive problems. If jaw problems or severe bone, joint, and or muscle pain develop, tell your doctor. You've got one body and one life, so ask your doctor if Boniva can help you stop losing and start reversing. To get one month free and more bone health advice, visit BonivaTips.com or call 1-888-7-BONE-TIPS. 
Health is a very important thing to most Americans. But did you know that obesity is rapidly growing in the United States? El Paso was ranked seventh fattest city in 2009 and raised to third fattest city in 2010. El Paso obese children rate is nearly double the nation. We need to get more aware of the damaging foods we eat on a daily basis. Even though the unhealthy foods we eat taste good, it's very dangerous to our bodies. There are about 300,000 deaths each year because of lack of exercise and bad nutrition. Many of these overweight children become overweight adults. 56% of El Paso's children are not physically active. Children who are overweight or obese are most likely to develop type 2 diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and liver disease. Health plays a very important role in your life. It's important for children to get enough physical activity on a daily basis. This message is brought to you by the students of Borderland Area Health Education Center, Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center, and the Hispanic Centers of Excellence. First, there was the lost generation. Then came the greatest generation. Followed by the silent generation. The me generation. And Generation X. Now comes the overscheduled, overprotected, hyperparented generation. Three out of four of whom are riding in car seats that aren't being used correctly. The latch system is in most cars and makes it easier to be sure your child's car seat is installed correctly. Just clip it to the anchors, attach the top tether, and pull the straps tight. To find out more, visit safercar.gov. Anchor, tether, latch. It's the next generation of child safety for the next generation. A message from the U.S. Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. Ladies and gentlemen, El Paso for America. This is huge. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. Talk Radio 1150. Loving the feel of the studio today. The studio is packed. We got Nick Bias live in studio along with Chris Bailey now live in studio and a good friend to all of us and to the show, uh, Rafael Hernandez from uh, the National Hispanic, an alumnus of the National Hispanic Institute also now in studio. We got lines full. Hey, you want to give us a call? 915-804-376. You know, we're not going to shy away from debate. Let's go straight to Mojo. Mojo, what's on your mind? How are you guys today? We're doing good. well. It's good to hear from you, Mojo. Um, hey, I just wanted to say that in terms of the Muslim religion, after the research that I have done on Islam, yeah. I find it to be very, very, very steeped in misogyny. You know, and if you're going to be a hater of womankind, then you're going to be a hater of mankind. My hmm. next point, you know, in terms of, like, Christianity and the KKK, do you think the people at Gettysburg would have really, like, you know, let a mosque of, you know, Confederate beliefs come up right next door to them? Uh, Mojo, I have I have a comment just to your first point. Let me respond to that, and I'll let you I'll let you go on with your with your points about uh about okay, building I have, churches. I have, I have to catch an airplane. I'm in uh, the, I'm with the corn fascists in Missouri. Okay, I got to get back to Texas. So okay, I'll listen to what you guys have to say. Have a good one. Great, guys. thanks, I'm Mojo. Really glad you called in, love. All right, um, bye bye. I <laughs> think you know with response to the uh, the initial point that she's making about uh misogyny being inherent within Islam. If you look at, first of all, historically, if you look at the emergence of the Quran and what Muhammad was trying to do in the 7th century, that was the equivalent of 7th century women's lib, ironically. 
it actually gave women more rights than they originally had beforehand. But they don't follow on the that. other hand, you have to point out that when you look at, in comparison, if you're going to compare a good, better, best religions, uh, if you look at Christianity, Christianity has just as many tenets of, um, I guess what you could say is misogynistic claims. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't prior to Vatican II, which was in our generation, um, women were essentially silent in the Catholic Church. That's exactly right. That's exactly. They were essentially behind the what they would okay. call behind the veil. All right. So that's what it says on paper. Now in practice, I mean, I think. Christians are a few step ahead, a few steps ahead of uh, what has been practiced within, you know, Islamic circles. Well, now, now we're getting to the whole. Well, I, um, I completely disagree with that. I have, I have, I have been to, uh, I have numerous friends that are Muslims, and I've been to Friday prayer with them. The women pray on separate sides of the church, or they pray at different times, but that isn't out of anything other than respect for women's modesty. When you pray in a mosque, you're kneeling down and actually showing your your butt to the person in front of you. <laughs> this whole notion of my, so, my God is better than your God, I mean, well, I'm not saying my God we, is better than anyone who's old. Are we five <laughs> Right. That, that's what the discourse has, <laughs> that's what the discourse has been reduced to well, in this but, country on cable fake talk shows, right. cable fake news, is this whole notion of my God is better well, than come your on. God. We all know you love your Sean Hannity. <laughs> we, know, we know that you watch Sean Hannity every day. Sean Hannity <laughs> makes $30 million a year. Glenn Beck makes 35. They have no business. Hector Lopez, Dick Bias, and Chris Bailey make zero. Poor. No business. We've got a caller on. Don't Let's go got straight to the call. Let's go to Bob. Bob, welcome to the show. Hello. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say uh, that if you remember the uh, Crusades, mm -hmm. I mean, does that remember make them uh, well. every Christian, you know? Uh, yeah, there you go. I mean, you know, you're stereotyping. Right. You know, I mean, right. come on. You can't, Who's you can't stereotyping? Say that. What is being stereotyping? I've never let, said let, that. Let, Wait, Bob, I've never said that. The only thing I said, and again, I'm, I'm taking up devil's advocate's point of view here uh, on certain terms. Again, I respect uh, their right to, uh, you know, worship, their right to, uh, you know, freedom of religion and the like. The only thing I have said is that do you consider, remember the debate, the heated debate happened is do you consider the Taliban a member of the Islamic, you know, culture, of, of the Islamic religion? Are, are they followers of it? And Nick said he didn't consider it. And so we got into this whole discussion that why, who said they weren't? And he's like, well, you know, people, you know, people that, and we got into a heated discussion as to what constitutes being a member of being part of the Christian church or being a member of, you know, you know, it's Islam. I mean, that's all we were arguing. I've never said or purported to say that all, you know, people are radical within, you know, Islam. I, I've never said that. Oh, he hung up. Well, thank you, Bob. If you can't, you know, muster up the courage to have a debate, then why do why do you call? Maybe Let's go. He, maybe he just has sprint. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. think, uh, I, you know, there's there's something to be said about um, what both of you all were debating. I was listening to you all on the drive up here, speedily raring and chomping at the bit to thank get on you. the line. But uh, well, let's I, go to Peter first before yeah, you get to your point, Chris. Sure, let's go sure. to Peter. Peter, what's up? 
Yes, uh, good afternoon. I, uh, just really very interesting conversation. Let me tell you guys like a little background about me. I'm a Christian from the Middle East, okay? But I live in the U.S. Interesting. I'm, I'm an American citizen mm-hmm. and everything. I just wanted to tell you, I mean, you love you love somebody from reading about them maybe. Like you're thinking that Muslims are like the best people in the world. You know, some of them are. But yeah. when, your religion, when your religion forces you or like... <laughs> They make you, like, you have to kill infidels, and, you know, Christians are part of uh, that group. That's not true. That's not true. true. They're they're considered people of the book, if you read the Quran. It's actually in the book of the cow. Okay, okay. And Muhammad makes makes room for both Jews and Christians to be treated with respect. The Middle East doesn't have any Christians anymore. They do. In Syria, Lebanon, in Lebanon they have them. In Jordan. And they're killing them off in Syria. They're killing them off. No, they're not killing them off in Syria. They're all over Antioch. I have have friends that live over in Antioch. I live there and I know what they're doing. I have friends that that live there right now. You don't hear that in the news. I have friends that live there right now, no, right now, and they're Christians living in Syria. Populate. No, that's not true. Yes, they're it is true. <laughs> it is true. And they make it, they want to make him dissimate. They don't want nobody but to be practicing the Muslim religion. Here we go again with more red herrings being thrown in. Okay, I, okay. Damn it. No, let, 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 me, red herrings. let me jump in there. Let they're me jump in there. around the studio, man. Look at all I, these red herrings. Let, let's just say, that. let's you just... don't hear about that. Let, you don't hear about the whole... Like, there's a lot of Christians that are being, like... Minimize. They're like they're not even living anymore. All right. In the in the culture, but in the in the culture war in the culture wars of religion. I mean, yes. while 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 we do have uh, Chris, like you say, it's pointed out inside the Quran that there is room for everyone to coexist. I don't see it being practiced on the radical outskirts of the Islam. It's not being practiced on the radical outskirts of Christianity. We have to be either. clear about that. It's not no, everyone. I, I agree it's, with you, Nick. And, 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 in a way, the callers. Hold on a second, because I'm about to agree with you. Yeah. In a way, the the in in a certain degree, the Quran makes room for two religions: Judaism. And Christianity, because Quran, the Quran, Islam, is rooted inside right. of Judaism and Christianity. It is actually right. an offshoot of those religions. The Hindus well, are not included they, in that. Buddhists are not included in that. Sikhs are not included in that. They are considered infidels. Mm-hmm. And we have right. to be and honest what do we about do that. With, and what do we do with infidels? Well, in the, in the Quran, they demand that they be either converted or they die by the sword. And that, okay, and that's where in lies the cultural wars of today. And some people take that to a very uh, nth degree, position. you know, yeah, yeah a very nth degree. But, thank uh, you for the call there. Uh, uh, thank you for the call, Peter. Let me go straight to Chris. Chris, welcome to the show. Chris. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Good how afternoon, you doing, Peter. Hey. I'm sorry, Chris. Hey. Chris, hello. How are you today, Chris? Hey, yeah, just just a few things. You know, there's there's all this blithering idiocy from these far-right wingers about that Islamic center, what, two blocks from the World Trade Center. Right, right? which and has been there for 30 and, years. And, and, and actually, and it's, saying, been there, it's already been there for 30 years. You know, they're saying things like, oh, you know, this isn't the way for these Muslims to reach out. I suppose for them the best way for Muslims to reach out would be to convert. 
Okay. Right. I right. suppose that would be the best thing. Right. And then the other thing is when they bring up the red herring, oh, well, you know, Christians don't can't build churches in Saudi Arabia. I see. So because that society isn't as tolerant of religions, we should also mm-hmm. not be as free here in this country. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty base rank standard we want to lower ourselves to when we say we should pull back on freedoms that we've got. And, and something else, too, and this just drives me up the wall. No one religion is any more objectively better than any other religion. Right. Sorry, they're all on the same level playing field. Right. No one is better than any of the others. Okay, Bob, but when one religion, Chris, I'm sorry, Chris. Chris, but when one religion is calling is calling out uh, for infidels to either convert or die by the sword, uh, then what? I, I seem to I'm remember Ann Coulter said just that right after September 11th. We should convert them and kill them. She represents the mindset of far too many people in this country. Mm-hmm. Okay? And and that's the other thing, too. Is well, that's exactly have, what I'm getting at. I'm getting at a mindset, a mindset that exists in a larger society, a society where it's in some circles acceptable, and then variants of that acceptability, uh, you know, that, that acceptance, that mindset is is... I mean, there's a spectrum of that mindset. Hector, the point is the you know, that the mindset is there. Shoot that down, though. Okay, if the Muslim religion is so bloodthirsty, how come we're, how come we're not getting suicide attacks here on a daily basis? Right. You know why? From domestic, because from it's domestic, not as bloodthirsty native Muslims. as these right wingers want to portray it. Right. These right wingers, like Newt Gingrich or Sarah Palin, apparently can't go outside without wetting themselves in terror, and so they want <laughs> everyone else to be just as scared as they are. Yeah. But they want to keep calling the shots. Yeah. No, you are not showing strong leadership when you demonize a whole religion, especially and, 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 and when it can be the shot problem, down so The problem easily. is is that when you look at any organized religion in this world... And I don't the, care for organized religion. And, I, and, I really and, and, don't. And, and you know what? In all honesty, neither do I. But, but, the, but, 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 but organized issue, religion is going to be here till the cows the issue come home. Is, yeah. a- absolutely it is. But the issue it is in any organized religion in this world, you can insert whatever nomenclature, you can insert w- uh, uh, whatever organization you want, and any organization organized religion, there are always extreme factions exactly. that pervert the intended point of the religion for their own political benefit. Because religion is an offshoot of culture, okay, the fact is every single culture has its extremists and its bad points. You absolutely. know, we, we, we can say yes, that, oh, absolutely. we love freedom here. We can say that, oh, we went over to Iraq to free the people from a brutal dictator, and yet while that brutal dictator was our lackey, we didn't have any problems with with the torture and suffering they were putting their own people through. Right. I think I think one of the major points, Chris, that I was I was trying to get to with a lot of this uh, debate that was going on. I mean, one of the aspects was to say, well, we need to exclude these individuals from the cult. They're part of the culture, in my opinion. The problem is, is that when you talk about religions in general, the wording of whatever prescriptions are there are so ambiguous yeah. that. They, they can be are interpreted so anyway. wide open to, in, in, to interpretation. And once you reach critical mass of interpretation, right. that the creates a problem. The problem is that when you're talking about a, a sect like the Taliban or the or Al Qaeda, for instance, mm-hmm. which is representative of a fringe sect of Islam called Wahhabi. It's a 12th century yeah, the sect, group, yeah. the Wahhabi sect of Islam. These individuals do not read the Quran; it's recited. And it's recited to them by an imam. So there are certain sections of the Quran that the imams purposefully leave out. 
Absolutely. And the the uh, the point of the matter is they are getting an edited, yeah. interpolated version of Islam given to them. And see, so then that's that's where we get into question. Thank you for the call. Uh, it's Thank very much appreciated, Chris. Uh, obviously made us think twice about what we're saying. But see, that's when we get into questions of how do we act then? I mean, basically, some people are saying you take no action, you allow them to go on their merry way. They're not doing any harm. You know, but if what we're talking about here is creating a, a is that there is the opportunity for a critical mindset to develop in a group of people, a critical mass of individuals thinking a particular way, then then you have to act, I, I feel, the problem, uh, to, uh, to prevent the, that the, kind of... The issue, the thing that has to happen first in this country, especially, Hector, is that the discourse cannot be reduced to childish five-year-old arguments right. like what you see on cable news networks and on radio political or talk shows. Or online discussion groups. Exactly, or on, on online discussion. When you reduce the discourse to a five-year-old level of argumentation, right. then you get wrapped up in this whole notion of my God is better than your God. Okay, granted, it, let's Islam not have let's not evil, have that discussion on this show. Then I, I think uh, uh, let's, well to answer your question, I think with regard to the critical mass, the the issue is not. First of all, we have to concede the fact that we cannot mistake what's going on with the Taliban and the Wahhabi sect of Islam as being the rule rather than the exception, first of all. Secondly, the, the, uh, the narrative that they're putting forth, the, the question is not not to take, do we just not take action and be complacent? Of course, it's the type of action that we take. Dropping bombs on innocent civilians and killing individuals in Afghanistan, for instance, at an astronomical rate, as the WikiLeaks documents have just shown us that these individuals are killed. There are, there are an inordinate amount of innocent civilians that are killed because the terrorists embed themselves purposefully in, into those groups as human shields. What you do is create new militants that are sympathetic to the message, the radical message, because they're responding sure, to that, the activity with anger. The, the question so is how what do you kind cre of action? create the reverse effect? I mean, first we, of all, you need to find moderate Muslims, I think, in regard to that. There are numerous moderate Muslims that exist in Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. There are numerous moderate Muslims that exist in Egypt, in Jordan. And in we Palestine. know, I mean, we know and, several of them. And in, in America, America, and you allow them to utilize the Islamic narrative that they are now, inculcated with. In a more now, okay, now, in a more moderate world, wouldn't a more moderate Muslim understand, hey, you know what, if there's a big you know, upset about September 11th and all that, we'll still put our mosque, we're just out of respect, we're going to put our mosque 500 yards further. Away. Out of respect for, for what, what, though? Dude, out of respect so that, for what? But see, all you are okay, doing you in that the situation, one, but wait, all you are doing in that situation is acquiescing to the five-year-old level well, no, of that, Actually, that is a five-year-old reaction. The, 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 the that was I've the lived response. in that neighborhood my right. entire life. That mosque has been there. For what they 30 are doing years. Is they are renovating it to be more modern. Number two, like, like Chris so astutely pointed out, the actual quote-unquote mosque portion of it is deep inside the building. It's not in the forefront. That place serves more like an like an athletic center, like a YMCA. It's a community center. Okay. It's a community so what center. about the state? So then, what about statements that uh, you know the leaders of this mosque made directly after September 11th that the U.S. was largely responsible for what happened for September 11th? Yeah, I don't think that I disagree with that. If you look at our foreign policy over the last 80 years yeah, in but, the Middle East, that Chris can be made. Now, whether but, I'm not Chris, 
justifying the attacks. That fans of flames of fundamentalism. I'm not justifying the attacks. I'm not justifying the method of the attacks. But what I am saying is that we need to look at our foreign policy and we need to reassess sure. how we behave with other countries. But comments, comments like well, the ones he made after September 11th fan the flames of fundamentalism. Because you're saying, oh, well, you know, uh, America... Well, they might be incendiary. And, and, some, and, some, is, is and that, some people in the fundamentalist group may say, yeah, that's right, we're going to get our mosque in there to just kind of show that them. That doesn't yes, negate that, the validity of his argument. That and, the, and that does not also mean that now the entire religion of Islam is on the hook for this individual's comments, and because they are now on the hook, they cannot renovate their he's mosque. He's still the leader area. of the mosque. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that but he's the not entire promoting Islamic, violence if you look at the what entire he Islamic religion is now responsible for his comments. He does not speak for the entire Islamic religion. Right. Just as someone like the head of North or the head of, of Nam does not speak for the Christian community. If you uh, look at what when, he when said they speak in out against gay people. He yeah. came out against the violence. Yeah. He came out against the issues that he has is with the lopsided uh, heavy-handed U.S. foreign policy with regard to Israel Which were at well, the expense of the Palestinians. Let's go straight to the phone lines again. Uh, let's go to Bill. Bill, what's on your mind? What do you think about all this discussion? Hi, how are you guys? I'm it's doing good well. to hear from you, Bill. Yeah, good, good afternoon. I'm just sitting here in Sierra Blanca listening to the radio eating my lunch. And I was going to call, but they drew me. Oh, you're breaking you're up, breaking Bill. up there, Bill. Can you hear me? No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm at, Sierra, I'm at Sierra Blanca. The radio comes in fine. I was eating my lunch listening to you, and it kind of drove me into the conversation. I wasn't planning to call. I'm glad you did. <laughs> What's up, Bill? What do you think? Well, you know, my grandfather was from Be near Beirut in Lebanon. He was Christian, and I, I've never been there, but he, but I'm, I have family there, and believe me, there's still a lot of Christians. Absolutely. And, there's still a lot of Christians. The Maronites, the Phalangists, they're all over. Uh, yeah, so I disagree with your caller, and I, I do agree with both Chris as the caller and you, you Chris Bailey. Uh, you know, and, and th think about it, Hector, uh, and I know uh, Nick has already uh, kind of voiced it, but other religions, including our own, I'm Christian, mm -hmm. have done a lot of bad things in the mm -hmm. name of religion. Sure. Look, what we did, look what we did in Mexico. Come on. What we did genocide in Mexico and in the American Indian and to uh, whole cultures in South America, the Spanish, you, we all know about that. So let's, before we start pointing fingers about Islam having such an oppressive religion that punishes or kills infidels, let's look at our own. I think we all need to take a Sure, a Bill, but would you agree with me, Bill, that you know th this, whole, this whole business of, of the pending threat in terms of the world right now, it's coming from one particular religion. Not, I mean, we're not doing the same Says crusade who? thing and Says all that who? stuff. Who instilled that mindset in you to think that the the okay. number one threat in the world is coming wait, from wait, 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 uh, one second, uh, the the Muslim okay. community? Talking specifically about terrorism in America, you mean uh, terrorism around the world? You mean to tell me that uh, the the Christians right now are on equal footing right now Have in you terrorism, ever heard of but on equal footing around the world? Oh yeah, they're on. ETA is was one of the most powerful terrorist organizations in the world for a long time in Spain. Now they were centralized sure. in Spain. They're Basque Christians. But modern day, right now, a Christian narrative to justify what they were doing. Yes, but right. I mean, an equal threat around the world right now. Right. Okay. Christian? So. No. I mean, I, I. Yes, we've done things in the past, but I mean, the thing is, is 
the question right now facing the entire world is coming from Islam. I mean, it's it's that's the big it's question. Not, it's not again. It is not coming from Islam. It is coming from okay, a radical sect yeah. of individuals okay. from that, that culture. That yes claim, or no? That claim to abide by an Islamic faith. Okay. When in all actuality they pervert it. Now, when we engage in discourse that starts with the premise of the biggest threat in the world today is the religion of Islam. That is a false statement that is not backed by research, science, or fact. A better statement to make and a more accurate statement that will lead us to craft better solutions to this phenomenon is the fact that there are fringe elements within Islam that are responsible for this level of terrorism. Okay, fine, Nick, but the thing is that they're responding to one key thing, which is the Quran. Whether it's told to them verbally or, or they read it themselves, they are responding to that. They may not be accepted by the mainstream or what have you. The point is that they are drawing their 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 conclusions to act from a basic document wait, 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 of a religion. Wait, wait. We're talking about we're talking about uh, an, a, a term, a very loaded term, when we talk about terrorism. Now we're talking about a a population of people that adhere to a fringe sect of Islam. This is true. Mm -hmm. We are talking about individuals that are operating outside of a state. They're not state-oriented. With regard to that, when you look at it from that perspective, you have to utilize and apply the same criteria that we apply to these individuals to our own government. Sure. And when you look at the behavior of the United States historically, even most recently under the Bush administration, what was his main statement when we went into Iraq? God is, on, God is on my side. Yeah. God is on my side. So the the war and violence was carried out wrapped in the flag carrying a cross. Bill, thank you for the call. I mean, this is a discussion that will most certainly spill into the 3 o'clock hour. We are on critical mindset mode. Four people in studio here uh, having a lot of fun. Chris Bailey, Nick Bias, the very quiet Rafa Hernandez not saying much, and myself. Give us a call, 915-8804-376. Good conversation. very important thing to most Americans. But did you know that obesity is rapidly growing in the United States? El Paso was ranked 7th fattest city in 2009 and raised to 3rd fattest city in 2010. El Paso obese children rate is nearly double the nation. We need to get more aware of the damaging foods we eat on a daily basis. Even though the unhealthy foods we eat taste good, it's very dangerous to our bodies. There are about 300,000 deaths each year because of lack of exercise and bad nutrition. Many of these overweight children become overweight adults. 56% of El Paso's children are not physically active. Children who are overweight or obese are most likely to develop type 2 diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and liver disease. Health plays a very important role in your life. It's important for children to get enough physical activity on a daily basis. This message is brought to you by the students of Borderland Area Health Education Center, Texas Tech University. This is KHRO El Paso. Talk Radio 1150 AM, your CNN radio news source. 
CNN Radio. I'm Michelle Wright. This hour's top story, Defense Secretary Robert Gates unveiled several initiatives the Pentagon will take to reduce costs in the Department of Defense. My hope is that through all of these efforts, we will make a persuasive case to the Congress and through them to the American people that we are spending tax dollars wisely in the Department of Defense and in areas where they would like to see it spent. Some of those efforts Secretary Gates referred to include the elimination of the Joint Forces Command. President Obama told students and faculty at the University of Texas at Austin today that the U.S. needs to do a better job on the education front. Education is an economic issue. Education is the economic issue of our time. The president outlined his educational goals during the speech. Former Vice President Dick Cheney is out of the hospital after undergoing a heart procedure last month. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton says the killing of 10 medical aid workers in Afghanistan is a, quote, despicable act of wanton violence. We are heartbroken by the loss of these heroic, generous people. And we condemn in the strongest possible terms these vicious murders. The Taliban has claimed responsibility for the killings. Six Americans, two Afghans, a Briton and a German were shot and killed Thursday. Another inmate caught. Tracy Province was picked up in Wyoming earlier this morning. He's the second of three inmates rearrested who escaped from an Arizona prison 11 days ago. And here's an odd way to end a flight. A JetBlue flight attendant was arrested at JFK International for criminal mischief and trespass. Police say the flight attendant allegedly opened the emergency evacuation chute once the plane reached the gate, then slid down it and fled. Authorities say he and another passenger had an argument on the flight. This is CNN Radio. Ford and Lincoln Mercury Service presents Mike Rowe with some important information about the big tire sale. Well, that about sums it up, really. It's a tire sale. And it's big. I'll say, when you buy four Goodyear, Continental, Hankook, Yokohama, or Pirelli tires, you get a $100 cash rebate. A hundred bucks. You forgot to mention that, Mike. Well, that's why you're here. Thank you. It's the big tire sale at your Ford and Lincoln Mercury dealers. See participating dealership or visit GenuineService.com for mail-in rebate and details through 83110. Hi, I'm David Oreck. How would you like to save 10, 15, even 20% on Oreck vacuums, Oreck air purifiers, or Oreck steam it, and so much more? Well, now through Sunday, August 22nd at Oreck, the more you get, the more you save. Call 1-800-989-4200, 1-800-989-4200, or visit us online at oreck.com, or drive over to our nearby Oreck vacuum store for savings on hundreds of items. Wall Street was a winner ahead of tomorrow's Fed meeting on interest rates. Analysts say investors are hoping to hear the Fed will take steps to help energize the economic recovery. Now, in the end, on the day, the Dow Industrials climbed 45 points. The Nasdaq rose 17, and the S&P 500 added 6 points. Elsewhere, Honda drove a quarter lower after announcing a recall of nearly 400,000 older model Accords, Civics, and Elements. The automaker says cars in the 2003 and 2004 model years have an ignition problem that could allow them to roll away. And Chrysler is still losing money, but the automaker's $172 million loss in the past quarter is smaller than it had been. The improvement comes as the automaker's market share has increased to roughly 9.5%. Once again on Wall Street, the Dow up 45. I'm Steve Orr from the newsroom at MarketWatch.com. 
Ford and Lincoln Mercury Service presents Mike Rowe with some important information about the big tire sale. Well, that about sums it up, really. It's a tire sale. And it's big. I'll say, when you buy four Goodyear, Continental, Hankook, Yokohama, or Pirelli tires, you get a $100 cash rebate. A hundred bucks. You forgot to mention that, Mike. Well, that's why you're here. Thank you. It's the big tire sale at your Ford and Lincoln Mercury dealers. See participating dealership or visit GenuineService.com for mail-in rebate and details through 831 like a lot of people, Marlo Scott wanted to do things differently, so she created her own business and made ink from Chase her business card. I was doing the corporate grind until I opened my cupcake, wine, and beer bar. Sweet revenge. I love ink. I get rewards on every purchase. It has twice the acceptance worldwide as American Express and free ink cards if I need them for my employees. Make your mark with ink. Go to chase.com slash ink. Chase what matters. Acceptance rates based on global, not domestic data. Restrictions apply. Ink cards issued by Chase Bank USA and subject to credit approval. Copyright 2010. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. All rights reserved. The Sears Automotive Center knows that when you get your car back from the shop, you don't want to feel like you've been taken for a ride. That's why the Sears Blue Automotive Crew offers Price Match Plus to get you the best price guaranteed. Come see for yourself at the Summer Safety Event through August 14th. Save on all BF Goodrich and Goodyear tires. Plus, Guardsman all-season tires are as low as $29.98. And get an all-wheel vehicle alignment for only $69.99 on most cars. Visit SearsAuto.com for more great deals. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Sears. Life well spent. When hurricanes strike, people lose belongings, their homes, hope. This hurricane season is predicted to be severe. American Red Cross volunteers stand ready. You can help. Your $50 click on redcross.org can feed and shelter a child for a day. Text Red Cross to 90999 to give $10. Call 1-800-RED-CROSS and your $25 gift can make sure someone won't go hungry for the day. Every single donation brings hope. Text message and data rates may apply. The views and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of staff and management of IntraVision Communications. Welcome, welcome. This is Impossible for America. People seem to be more in touch with the city. They're more respectful for what's going on. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. Rising fast, going with the flow. He's doing good. He's got his looks. I don't know what else to say about him. On Talk Radio 1150. We have a a mashup of Tuesday and Monday. A mashup of Tuesday and Monday. Critical Mindset with Nick Bias live in studio. Chris Bailey live in studio. And the ever so quiet, we promise we don't have an imaginary friend, Rafa Hernandez. Say something, Rafa, to the world. It's great to be here. It's, uh, it's the okay. first time I'm see, here. See, no, it's the first time you're here, but yeah. you've been on the show for yeah, Panama show. when we were out there in Panama together. Um, all right, folks. So we're back, and uh, we continue to entertain this whole discussion of, of Islam and, and really what's going on with the mosque and the whole larger question of terrorism and all that good stuff. Uh, it's, it's a fun conversation. You want to jump in and, and, and splash around and throw some mud? Please feel free to. 915-880-4376. Let's go to Carlos. Carlos, what do you have to say? First of all, good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. afternoon. Hello. My humble opinion is that the threat to mankind right now is the same threat that has plagued mankind from the beginning of time, and that is all religions. All religions are the threat to mankind. Mm. Wow. Love it. Because religions are an invention of man. Love it. And, and everything that man invents 
man eventually corrupts. Love it. Uh, okay, here's okay. Here's uh, here I am again taking up the the opposite of the love it guys here. Uh, is, uh, you know, here's I just the said wow. Okay, well the wow love it guys. <laughs> uh, that we, we're going to call you the wow love it El Paso for America crew. But anyways, the, the thing is this, Carlos. You gotta also agree that I mean, well, look, I, you don't have to agree, but there are some positive qualities to religion around the world as well. I mean, religion did have a large role in developing a critical mindset of our values uh, and and moral compass or ethical values. Let's say, let's leave morals out of it. Let's say ethical values around the world. I mean, they've had a heavy hand in in creating that critical mindset. So there are good things, but there are well, I, I great things that, too. I, there I are bad things, but there are great the things moral too. Values, the moral values would have evolved without religion. I think they have, actually. Yeah. Not well, because of religion, they, they but would have. alongside it, if you think you about know, it. Like, like the but the, the largest pushers of them. Let me, th let me throw in a, um, a psychosocial argument. Um, if someone were born and raised in, a, in an atheist household, mm -hmm. it does not mean that they grow up without a moral fiber. Right. And we have we have That's plenty correct. of examples of individuals in this world sure. who were raised in atheist, secular households who grew up with a very strong sense of but moral fiber. But that household fiber. is a part of a greater society, and most societies around the world have influenced by one religion or another. I can't think, actually, maybe Chris will off the, you know, out of his you-know-what, a, a a world that exists completely free of religion, I can't think well, of one. We have to stipulate the difference between a spirituality and an organized religion. There's right. a very there's right. a drastic Absolutely. difference between those two. A lot of people like to point at Native America, for instance, and we can point at two emergences of spiritualities versus organized religions. Uh, you take the Cheyenne. Mm -hmm. uh, that that wandered around Wyoming, and on the other hand, you have the Aztecs in Mexico. Mm -hmm. They had a priest caste. It was a theocratic government form of government in many ways. Um, and it, with regard to that, you had the disparity between the, you had a staunchly nomadic tribe uh, where religion actually happened or spirituality actually happened as an aside. It didn't dictate the behavior of the tribe. It acted as an, as an in an advisory capacity. When you talk about theocratic uh, institutions, and in many ways, the founding fathers of the United States, or the founding, I think the founding, uh, the Puritans, for instance, really, in, they envisaged this idea that there would be a puritanical state that emerged. Now, the founding fathers didn't have that, thankfully, when the Constitution was let, written. Let, but let me pose, let me pose the, by the morals. By uh, well, just to finish the, uh, sorry, Carlos. Just to finish my statement that the the uh, the absence of an organized religion does not necessarily imply the absence of a morality. Or an ethical system. Or a spirituality for that. Right, exactly. Okay, I, I, I got what you're saying, Chris. So let's go back to Carlos. You were going to say something, well, Carlos. I am going to close by quoting Einstein. And he said, Man shall require a substantially new manner of thinking if it is to survive. He also Absolutely. Said, he also said God does not play dice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, thank you for the thank you for the call, Carlos. It's always appreciated. Uh, you know, here's the thing: I I I don't disagree with with that Einstein quote. I mean, I I really don't. The the thing for me though is, in today's world, the the way I mean. Yes, you can go back to times of the Aztecs and, and you know, talk about prim some of the primary cultures that existed on Earth. The point, uh, the fact of the matter is that in today's modern-day world, 
We live in a world that has been influenced a great deal by religion. And, and it's, there is, I mean, there's not a lot of, there's maybe not a lot of Catholics anymore, uh, or on, they're on the decline, say, in America, in the United States of America. Uh, but we are largely a Christian country, uh, influenced by Christian values. So to the point that if you're even raised atheist or you're raised agnostic or what have you, it doesn't matter because once you begin to, begin to really play into society and live your life, those ethical values that have been championed by everybody else that have been influenced by religion at some point or another are going to begin to rub off. And that's just like, I mean, so again, enters in the question about that is Islam. Wait, wait. I mean, the, the idea that a narrative has the ability to rub off assumes that any narrative has that capacity. Just the values of the narrative. I mean, okay, it's not yeah, the nar but, narrative verbatim. I mean, right, it's not like the person's going to go so believe you have in Jesus a core, Christ. But. You have a core value to trans. You were going to say to to move that into the discussion, back into the discussion about Islam. What were you going to say about well, that? Well, to move it back into the discussion I of just Islam. Want to clarify that's what, what, what I what I get worried about is if we're building these these levels of mindsets. If in Islam it is in some circles acceptable for people to have these uh, radical values that we all agree are radical and a fringe or what have you I mean, that's it's not acceptable. The problem is, is that it's not if, acceptable. We, if we want to make this world a better place for all who inhabit it, we cannot simply focus on a radical fringe of Islam. We have to focus on the mentality of why radical fringes develop in the first, first place, place within exactly any religion. Right. What conditions exist within the culture that allow those kinds of, of uh, radical fringes to, to emerge? Because I, w I would argue, uh, to piggyback off of your point, that in this country... The radical fringe of the Christian religion slash the Christian culture is producing an incredible amount over the past couple of years of xenophobia, homophobia, hatred, and vitriol for all things that are quote-unquote not real American. Now, what that has become in the discourse of this radical fringe in this country is anyone who is not white, is anyone who is lower than middle class, anyone who is not born here, etc. That is a very, very narrow, very distorted view of humanity. Never mind of what it means to be an American. That is a distorted view of humanity, and it can only lead to violence and vitriol being created to a greater degree. Let me, let me bounce out to Scott real quick. He's on the phone lines, 915-880-4376, yeah, our number, uh, Scott. Uh, you know, we, we have rampant poverty and exploitation of, of, of people. You will have madrasas raising children with this ideology. I mean, the objective is to create a, an enlightened and educated society. Mm -hmm. If you look at countries like Jordan, Qatar, Qatar, or however you want to Cutter, explain you know, I Cutter, call it right, Qatar, right. but uh, or United Arab Emirates or Saudi Arabia even, uh, you don't have these problems because, uh, even though you do have fringe elements, and even college-educated fringe elements that, that, that dabble in that, and, and even in the universities in England, you have these problems. But <clears throat> you, don't wanna, you don't want criminal activity and extremism to evolve into a religious movement. I think we need law enforcement agencies to put a cap on this all over the world. And you invest in these nations with an infusion of, of uh, equitable capitalism, democracy, and education. I mean, even Saddam Hussein and the Shah of Iran, as bad as they were, they knew the template 
for insulating Scott, their society so are from you, these elements. Are, are, you, are you then supporting nation-building? Because I thought you did I'm not like nation-building. Nation building as opposed to bombing. You know, as opposed to we, we, we have put billions into the military machine over there, and there are other ways. You set an example. But Scott, like, last you know, time I got in an argument with you, you were adamantly opposed to nation-building. Now you're in favor of I'm it. Adam I'm adamantly opposed to nation-building as an afterthought after you've destroyed a country. Mm. You know, we can't do it the way we did it with so Japan. Once we destroy, well, we with, so once we destroy a country, let's just get out of there because forget the poor country well, anyway. Uh, Scott, what's your... You let me, let me just end with nation-building. You should start with that. That's that's actually... It's interesting that you're saying that because that's a neoconservative position, is the exportation yeah. of markets is into these countries. Well, hold on. Hold on. Let, me, let, me, let me finish my point really quick. It, and... That is an actual twisting. If you look at the emergence of the neoconservative movement, that is a twisting of a Marxist position because neoconservatism is actually rooted in a defected, a person who defected from the left, yeah. a guy named uh, Claude Levi Strauss. And right. uh, what he proposed was where Marxism actually implores countries to export revolution, the Red Revolution. When he defected to capitalism and to the right, along with Sidney Hook, he stipulated that um, with regard to that, we need to start exporting rather than revolution. We need economic revolutions. We need capitalist revolutions. Yeah. When we talk about, and in, in particular, the thing that I'm taking issue with, I think, with what Scott said, is this term equitable capitalism. That's a charged word, and it's actually, in my opinion, a very oxymoronic statement. Capitalism as a structure, as it is structured, as it was thought up, it's not as, as it's evolved, not as how Adam Smith propounded it within, um, within uh, the wealth of nations, demands the creation of a working class, demands the creation of an underclass. Yeah. And you're going to have poverty result because of that. And those are interesting statements. Let's go back to the phone lines, and uh, we, I think we'll take it up here in, uh, in the closing remarks. Margaret, welcome to the show. Hi, good afternoon, guys. Hi, Margaret. Doing? It's good to hear from you. Hello, how are you? Long time no talk, Margaret. What's up? Well, here's the thing. Um, as far as Islam and all these radicalists that, that are, you know, terrorists, mm -hmm. it, it can be said about any religion. Sure. We all have our fanatics. Sure. Um, you can't punish a religion because of the stupidity of a few. You know, it, because then you, where would Catholics be? Yeah, absolutely. Where, you know, where would radical uh, Christians be? Where would Mormons be? Mm -hmm. you, you can't punish all Mormons because there's, you know, jerks that want to marry 15-year-olds over and over and right. over again. You know, Margaret, it's funny that you bring that up because I, I had a discussion recently. Uh, I've had two discussions about this, but in, in one discussion was a very reasoned discussion. And one of the things that I asked was, can you know, can you name a white uh, Christian terrorist, domestic terrorist, domestic, domestic terrorist, Timothy McVeigh. Timothy McVeigh. That's yeah. exactly yeah. right. It happens on both sides of the yeah. aisle. It happens in all religions, and I think you're absolutely right about that, Margaret. Thank you so much for pointing that out. Thanks for the call, Margaret. We'll be back with some wrap-up commentary on this topic because we got very many more topics to tackle. We'll be back.
Talk Radio, 1150, your financial news source with CNBC Financial. I'm Tom Busby, CNBC Radio. The head of the San Francisco Federal Reserve Bank says a new recession is a significant possibility within the next two years, but it's unlikely in the next few months. Meantime, the Fed meets tomorrow for a one-day meeting on interest rates and whether to implement new measures to help the struggling economy, among them buying up more treasury bonds or even distributing additional money into the economy. Hope for new stimulus measures lifted stocks today. The Dow up 45, the Nasdaq up 17. Earnings after the bell from MBIA, that's the nation's largest bond insurer. Profits rose to $1.3 billion as revenue quadrupled. BP says the cost of cleanup in the Gulf has topped $1.6 billion so far. And fewer U.S. homes are now underwater. Real estate website Zillow.com reports a drop in mortgages last quarter, where the homeowner owes more on the loan than the house is worth. But the main reason is more foreclosures. Ford and Lincoln Mercury Service presents Mike Rowe with some important information about the big tire sale. Well, that about sums it up, really. It's a tire sale. And it's big. I'll say. When you buy four Goodyear, Continental, Hankook, Yokohama, or Pirelli tires, you get a $100 cash rebate. A hundred bucks. You forgot to mention that, Mike. Well, that's why you're here. Thank you. It's the big tire sale at your Ford and Lincoln Mercury dealers. See participating dealership or visit GenuineService.com for mail-in rebate and details through 831 Like a lot of people, Marlo Scott wanted to do things differently. So she created her own business and made ink from Jace, her business card. I was doing the corporate grind until I opened my Cupcake Wine and Beer Bar. Sweet revenge. I love ink. I get rewards on every purchase. It has twice the acceptance worldwide as American Express. And free ink cards if I need them for my employees. Make your mark with ink. Go to Chase.com slash ink. Chase what matters. Acceptance rates based on global, not domestic data. Restrictions apply. Ink cards issued by Chase Bank USA and subject to credit approval. Copyright 2010. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. All rights reserved. For America. We're supposed to bring freedom and democracy to people that need it. I think these people need it. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. the guy I wanted to talk to. Talk Radio 1150. We are back. We're having a lot of fun here at studio. Almost forgot we had to go back on the air. 915-880-4376 is our number. You can jump in and chat with us. You know, we really won't bite your head off, we promise. Uh, getting text messages from all sorts of different people, calls from all sorts of different people, uh, you know, just kind of chiming in on this topic. Look, it is it is the topic of probably the century, okay? And it's going to continue to be. Uh, and the point is, again, what we do on this show so well. So where is where do we jump off? I think the jumping off point that we've all been talking about, hey, we, we all agree that they're, whether or not you agree that they are part of the Islam uh, world or they're part of the Christian world or not, I think that we're beginning to talk about the fact that there is a threat uh, available in allowing this mindset to continue to develop in other minds. Now, I think, Chris, you brought up excellent point. I mean, there's a way in which we can develop, you know, the mindset other than bombs, other than, you know, the way that we've been traditionally doing it. Say, let's call it the George W. Bush way of doing things, um, the neoconservative way of doing things. There's other ways in which we could maybe curtail. But I think, I don't know, are we all in agreement that that level of mindset, whether it's in the Christian church or the Islamic world, it has to be stopped. I mean, that level of a radical 
can begin to spread to others. I mean, they're actively recruiting. You know, they, they are actively recruiting, but you have to understand that many of the individuals that enter into that, there was a great frontline expose that was run on, on uh, radical Islam and the recruitment that was going on in northern Afghanistan, which is a new front that's just opened up. Uh, and that, it's actually supply routes that are coming in from Kyrgyzstan um, that they're trying to stop. The, uh, the Taliban are trying to stop these supply routes coming into Kabul. The the expose really showed the process of indoctrination. Many people join the Taliban, join these radical groups from a political standpoint first. The religious indoctrination comes second. Hmm. It actually comes after they've become members of the group, after they've shown a political will to die for the cause. Then the imams that are within the group, these Wahhabi imams, begin the, the process of indoctrination. So that's, how do we stop that process? Well, I mean, the process is, is that it begins from a political standpoint. It begins from an understanding of the nature of the culture, and it's something that we have been grossly ignorant of with our, uh, with our activities in any Islamic country is the idea that these individuals are like the Westerners in their mindsets, and they're not. And they're not. They're we don't have anthropologists, we don't have sociologists Absolutely. on staff to inform the soldiers and the boots on the ground on how to properly interact with these individuals. The problem and the issue is, is that you have a lot of politicians who have their own political agenda who are trying to incite their own uh, um, rabid voters within their own base who are really fanning the flames of hatred um, in the Middle East. Um, I, will, I, I will go back again. So September 11th hit me very hard because I lost a very good friend of mine mm -hmm. in Tower One. I'll go back to um, to the days afterward. Um, George Bush said, "What I think in my studies of history is one of the most dangerous statements that a world leader has ever made, which is you're either with us or you're with the terrorist." Access of evil. Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Let's go straight to the phone lines. Let's go to Jerome. Jerome, welcome to the show. Hey, I want to jump in on this philosophical argument for just a minute. Can can, can I get in? Absolutely. Go for it. Go for it. By right all ahead. means. Hey, uh, I think you guys are making an argument on, on the high planes of uh, philosophy and dignity. But if you ask yourself the question, in the court of public opinion, who's winning? The perception of persons who see uh, the Muslim faith and its offshoots as... Safe for America or not safe for America? Who do you think is winning that argument right now? I would say that, um, in my opinion, I don't think that individuals that are proliferating hatred against Muslims are winning necessarily. I think there's a lot of apathy, and I think that's what's winning within the culture, by and large. I think there's a tremendous amount of apathy with regard to what's going on. Uh, not just in Afghanistan and Iraq. I think there's a lot of fatigue with regard to the Middle East uh, within the voting populace. Um, however, I will say that the most vocal and the most outspoken have not been the defenders, for instance, of the mosque being renovated that's uh, close to ground zero or the defenders of American Muslims or the defenders of a modern Islam but the most vocal and the most heard often have been the haters because it's the most controversial well yeah and I mean they, they get paid 30 million dollars have a ton of people uh, that are on the radio and yeah in terms of media I would certainly agree uh, with 
the statement that Chris said, Jerome. I mean, in terms of media, you have Sean Hannity and Fox News and Rush Limbaugh and Glenn Beck and countless others that all follow the same a line of thinking, and they're all perpetuating the same uh, same idea. And I think that as you, if you put a yardstick on public opinion and measure the American mind, do you see? Do you think that the average American sees persons who are tethered to the Muslim faith as a threat to the United States philosophy or not? I yes, think they're. They I think they're fearful of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't. I don't have any question about that, that. That's why we're having this discussion on a show. It's a hot topic. And, and, and in all honesty, in, in times of desperation, um, which would describe um, the United States over the past couple of years um, um, with a much slower economy, um, people are very much seduced by fear. Um, fear is a very motivating for uh, a, a big motivating force. It has been throughout the course of history and throughout many other mm -hmm. nations. Mm -hmm. And I think that these pundits who are cashing thirty-five million dollar checks every year and living in the lap of luxury are also profiting from fanning the flames of hatred within these folks. And it, it's very unfortunate because the innocence of the ones who get hurt. And in the end, this country is not made safer by hatred and vitriol being spewed on the airwaves. We got to run well, to break here, Jerome. Uh, if you want, you can stay. Uh, you can give us your follow-up question, uh, or stay with us through the break. Okay, I'll hang on through the break. I want right, to make it. Let's go straight straight to the break, folks. Give us a call nine one five eight eight zero four three seven six. Then we're going to talk about the image of El Paso and other places. You want to stay tuned for that conversation. CNN Radio News Source. CNN Radio, AC360. I'm Anderson Cooper. We still have John McCluskey and Miss uh, Welch still on the run. U.S. Marshal David Gonzalez. The search still on for the prison escapee McCluskey and alleged accomplice Castlin Welch. Tracy Province, the other escapee, captured today in Wyoming. The House Ethics Committee unveiling three counts against California Congresswoman Maxine Waters. She's accused of and denies trying to seek federal help for a bank with financial ties to her husband. A big shakeup at the Pentagon. Defense Secretary Gates proposing the elimination of the U.S. Joint Forces Command denying it's a budget-cutting move. It is about reforming and reshaping priorities to ensure that in tough budgetary and economic times, we can focus defense resources. And stocks rising, investors expecting the Fed to move tomorrow to boost the economy. Dow Industrials up 45. The most trusted name in news, I'm Anderson Cooper. This is CNN Radio. and Lincoln Mercury Service presents Mike Rowe with some important information about the big tire sale. Well, that about sums it up, really. It's a tire sale, and it's big. I'll say, when you buy four Goodyear, Continental, Hankook, Yokohama, or Pirelli tires, you get a $100 cash rebate. A hundred bucks! You forgot to mention that, Mike. Well, that's why you're here. Thank you. It's the big tire sale at your Ford and Lincoln Mercury dealers. See participating dealership or visit GenuineService.com for mail-in rebate and details through 831.10. 
Hi, I'm David Oric. How would you like to save 10, 15, even 20% on Oric vacuums, Oric air purifiers, or Oric steam it, and so much more? Well, now through Sunday, August 22nd at Oric, the more you get, the more you save. Call 1-800-989-4200, 1-800-989-4200, or visit us online at oric.com, or drive over to our nearby Oric vacuum store for savings on hundreds of items. The Sears Automotive Center knows that when you get your car back from the shop, you don't want to feel like you've been taken for a ride. That's why the Sears Blue Automotive Crew offers Price Match Plus to get you the best price guaranteed. Come see for yourself at the Summer Safety Event through August 14th. Save on all BF Goodrich and Goodyear tires. Plus, Guardsman all-season tires are as low as $29.98. And get an all-wheel vehicle alignment for only $69.99 on most cars. Visit SearsAuto.com for more great deals. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Sears. Life well spent. When hurricanes strike, people lose belongings, their homes, hope. This hurricane season is predicted to be severe. American Red Cross volunteers stand ready. You can help. Your $50 click on redcross.org can feed and shelter a child for a day. Text Red Cross to 90999 to give $10. Call 1-800-RED-CROSS and your $25 gift can make sure someone won't go hungry for the day. Every single donation brings hope. Text message and data rates may apply. Being in touch with your community, that's what sets apart the local news leader from the rest. That's why Univision 26 Cable Channel 2 continues to be the number one choice for news at 5 and 10 p.m. More local stories, covering stories that affects you and your community. Three states, two countries. From Fabians to Las Cruces, and the only El Paso station with full news operations in Juarez, covering what's happening on both sides of the border. No English language station can come close. Univision 26, for 25 years, the number one source for better local coverage. News, education, health, all the news you need to know in Espanol at your fingertips. www.kint.com. More local news, more national and international news, sports and local weather. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at kint.com. The news source for information in Espanol on the web. The only local news website in Espanol covering news from throughout the borderland, both sides of the border. The new kint.com, your source for better local coverage. Health is a very important thing to most Americans. But did you know that obesity is rapidly growing in the United States? El Paso was ranked 7th fattest city in 2009 and raised to 3rd fattest city in 2010. El Paso obese children rate is nearly double the nation. We need to get more aware of the damaging foods we eat on a daily basis. Even though the unhealthy foods we eat taste good, it's very dangerous to our bodies. There are about 300,000 deaths each year because of lack of exercise and bad nutrition. Many of these overweight children become overweight adults. 56% of El Paso's children are not physically active. Children who are overweight or obese are most likely to develop type 2 diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and liver disease. Health plays a very important role in your life. It's important for children to get enough physical activity on a daily basis. This message is brought to you by the students of Borderland Area Health Education Center, Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center, and the Hispanic Centers of Excellence. Excellence. 
The views and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of staff and management of Intravision Communications. El Paso for America. We're supposed to bring freedom and democracy to people that need it. I think these people need it. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. This is the guy I wanted to talk to. Talk Radio 1150. You know what? I had to play the disclaimer again. I think our Islam discussion is getting a little bit out of hand. Anyways, Which is awesome. It's I great. It. I mean, I love it. I love that we can have this kind of discussion and still walk around, walk outside the studio and go, hey, let's go uh, get a bite to eat. And, yep. and that's going to be a lot of fun. Folks, uh, Nick is up for doing a roundtable discussion uh, at some point tomorrow. We'll figure some plays. We'll go have a roundtable discussion. You want to come out? Come out. Call uh, we'll all probably NHIers. have some NHIers there, Call too. All so NHIers, come on out. Uh, we'll have that some fun. You, Caitlin. We'll, we'll punk uh, you know, people out on their thoughts or whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll have fun. 880-4376 is our number. Jerome's holding on. Jerome, you had a few follow-up questions. Yeah, I'm going to make a make a couple of statements, and I'm going to put a question to you. Okay. And I don't know if it'll last through to the roundtable discussion that you guys are going to have, but uh, save me a seat. All right. On so. the street called Public Opinion, Measuring the American Mind. When we talk about people who command these very large microphones, they command a large audience. They're called mm-hmm. talking heads and opinion leaders. Mm-hmm. I think that for whatever reason and by whatever means, they have the biggest mic and therefore the largest audience. And right now, they are winning the, in my mind, they are winning the, the court of public opinion battle on this issue. My question to you is, how do you get the pendulum to swing the other way, given the advantages those guys have and the positions they have right now? Probably um, ask these people a question that's higher than eighth grade level, um, but a lot of people are so afraid to ask tough questions, especially of these Tea Party candidates that are coming out just spewing absolute nonsense. And Rachel Maddow got I, the what's the, the the figure here. I think the uh, one of the major actions, Jerome, that I would encourage people to take is some direct action in uh, their rallies showing up with an opposition, uh, a core group of opposers that are there willingly and courageously challenging these individuals in public while they're not necessarily while they're on the mic, uh, but not excluding that. Um, But in addition to where they have forums, for instance, where they're speaking in public at public engagements, that individuals that have a different mindset that they organize a group of individuals to go in and directly challenge these individuals in the forefront so that at least the dissenting opinion is seen within the public sphere. I think by and large, when you look at AM radio, for instance, and and KHRO is an exception to the rule, um, what you have here is a grandstand for conservative opinion. Uh, with the exce- on, on, uh, with the ex- exception of maybe Alan Combs, you have Glenn Beck, you've got uh, Rush Limbaugh, you've got Laura Ingram, all of which are far to the right, and they all repeat the same things over and over again. They have these talking points that end up gravitating and taking root in their listenership and then are proliferated throughout the culture. That's actually a a form of viral marketing, and it's something that people who have a dissenting opinion need to be able to to do. It's something that we need to get better at at El Paso for America, so we Absolutely. create our show Absolutely. a little viral and kind of get 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 our, our our thought process into the mainstream. But I think, Jerome, you know, we've had this discussion before, and I think what Nick and uh, Chris is talking about, too, is at the end of the day, I think we're now in a battle for hearts and minds, and it's the game of, of inspiration and building a critical 
mind, a, a critical mass of a particular mindset. And that's why we use, I mean, that's why Nick comes on with his Mindset 5, talking about the different mindsets people have. And, and, and to create that critical mass, you don't necessarily need the media, although the media is a great way of being able to get your message out there. I think there's there's different strategies where we could begin to to discuss, and you know I think this kind of of, of battle for the mindset for uh, building that critical mass is important when we're talking about you know radical Islam or even radical Christian uh, cultures. In, in how and how to battle that, and that that would probably be the biggest piece of advice I would have if I were if I were with the the CIA or or with the you know whoever it is out there that's that's conducting these one operations. Of the, one of the things that you definitely have to do is not only examine your own beliefs for meaning and justification, but also to challenge others to examine their beliefs for meaning and justification and recognize that that's a good thing. Absolutely, yeah. it's not this a threatening course is thing. Never it's a, a bad good thing. thing. Yeah, and the uh, the issue the issue um, that we are getting on these cable news networks with these folks who are on the radical right is that they are now labeling discourse as being anti-American. Dissent exactly. is anti-American. When in actuality, if you look at the history of dissent in this nation, it's probably one of the most typical features of the American mindset from its inception is its ability to have disagreement and dissent and have something furtive and fruitful grow Which out Which is that. the difference between what's going on in other cultures and That's other exactly countries. exactly right. I mean, it, it's, it's huge. Thank you for the call, Jerome. We appreciate it. Always Chris. do. Oh, he's... Uh, Chris. We, yeah. Chris. Yeah, let, let me say this. You talk that you and your before the break. You talk about this large group of uh, apathetics. Those yes. are the ones that are in the bleachers on the sidelines watching the game. You just put the homework assignment. All of you put the homework assignment out to the listeners. How do you get those apathetics onto the playing field? Part of it is kicking the fence. I mean, for fence riders, you know, I'm I'm one of those people that doesn't like to ride the fence. And for those that are riding the fence, you need to get a helmet because I'm about to kick it. We all are. I mean, that's what the El Paso for America that's crew exactly happens right. to do. Uh, Jerome, we always appreciate the call. I got a couple other callers. Thank you for the call. Uh, always appreciate it. Let's go straight to the phone lines uh, again here, and I think Bob is coming up. Bob, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, Jerome is a, a tough act to follow, but uh, if I heard correctly before when you were talking about Muslim extremists, did you also intermingle in there some Christian extremists who Absolutely. are encouraging homophobia? Yes, absolutely. And violence, and over violence. Right. Well, uh, I think it's the other way around. I think homos are, are creating the homophobia themselves by imposing their beliefs on society. I'm sorry, would you repeat that for me really quick? Yeah, seriously. I'd, I'd like to hear you say that again. Repeat that out loud so that uh, all our listeners, all our listeners can, hear, can hear what please. you're saying. Sure, okay. Uh, you were saying that Christians are encouraging homophobia. What I'm saying is that homos are encouraging homophobia. Thank you, Bob, imposing, for imposing their beliefs. Thank on you, society. Bob, for providing us with a real-life example for fifth-grade, five-year-old-level discourse. Yeah, I mean, when you say when you say homos, Bob, are you referring to Homo sapiens, homosexuals? Oh, uh, homos as in homophobia. Oh, you mean homosexuals, not homophobia? Exactly, yes. Okay, yeah. Yes. You know, you realize that that's a derogatory term, correct? Well, uh, it, it depends, uh, you know, just like the N-word. It doesn't uh, depend. It doesn't depend at all. You realize that that's a derogatory term, correct? It depends who's saying it. It doesn't depend. It doesn't are you gay? It doesn't depend on anything, Bob. But in any case... Are, no, in no, any no, case, no, 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 no. Answer my question. Are you gay? 
in any case, are you gay? Bob, no, no, no. Answer my question. Are you gay? No. Then you're a bigot. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, then proud of it, but uh, my, yeah, my, you can be as proud of it as see, you want. Well, wait, this, Bob. You don't see. Look, Bob. I. You know me. I. I I am very friendly to all sorts of different types of discussions, but when you come onto the show and, and you say, I, I, I don't really see the merits of a statement like the homos are trying to impose their ways on society. How exactly are homos trying to impose their way on society? I, there, quote, unquote, no, let's let's put that into quotes, as a matter of fact, because we're quoting Bob when he says that. Here, sure. Wait answer. for it. Wait for it. Here, here comes okay, the script. Let, let, let Bob finish, a, guys. Go ahead, Bob. Is a same-sex marriage. Here comes the script. Okay, wait. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, and then in school, uh, teaching uh, small children. Uh, that here comes the script. Two mommies are uh, uh, normal. Yeah, here comes the script. Okay, I can respond. I can respond. Thank you for simply regurgitating North National Organization of Marriage, Fox News. I am very glad, Bob, that you know how to read and you can simply regurgitate what you've written down on paper. Bob, how is this? Okay, very glad. I want to. I actually want to give you a response. I want to give you a response to that. This the very same mindset was at work. Early, early on in the United States, when the issue of interracial marriage came absolutely. up, absolutely, absolutely not, absolutely, absolutely it did. Not. It was, in fact, it did. It was. It was Bob the same exact kind of rhetoric. Okay. And I want the listeners to hear this because it's important. I want them to same. hear what you're saying, Bob, because what you're iterating, what you're saying overtly, is a bigoted position. It's actually regurgitating the same type of racist epithets, although they've been transferred all out of the realm of race and onto sexuality. Almost verbatim. Verbatim. Almost verbatim. After Loving versus Virginia, which officially legalized in this country interracial marriages, people said that it was a sad day for the institution of marriage, because for children, for families, and for the will of God. How the do you respond to that? The same thing is being said now. How, how do you respond to that, Bob? Very simple. Because uh, there's nothing wrong with a black and a white person getting married, but there is something between two men getting married. Why? Okay, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. Issues. Well, okay, Bob, Bob, but who is it that who is it that tells you, or what is it that tells you that there's something wrong between two men and two women getting married? Oh, science. Science. Okay, science. wait, wait, wait. He's si appealing science. To how, how, how does science, science tell you that? Okay. <laughs> Because uh, the uh, relationship there is so sick and self-destructive. That's not science, Bob. Conjecture. Conjecture. Okay, you okay I see your argument. I see your argument, Bob. Here's the here's the here's the next question I have for you. In the United States of America, do you, do you do you like the freedoms that you have? Yes. Okay. Would, do you think other people should have, should be free to practice their own religion and live their way their their life as they should, they, they they deem fit? Yes. So then, why are you saying you that, that homos are trying to impose their ways on other people when they are just living their life as? Any other American. Hector, we can have a That's more enlightening true. conversation with our kitchen tables, true. for real. Seriously. I can have a more enlightening okay, okay. conversation let with me, my Let me, let me, let me finish the book. Sarcasm, please. I, 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 the what, I, I want to hear what he has to say. I do. Yeah. Uh, because it's not live and let live. 
it's not live and let live. That's, that's no, what you're saying. because what they're trying to do is impose these beliefs on us, like I said, through same-sex that's, marriage. That's not true. What you're, what like you're trying to do, Bob... That two daddies and two mommies are What normal. you're trying to do, Bob, Bob, is impose your conservative beliefs on the rest of America. Bob, That's what you're doing. And what you're doing, you are committing the very same crime that you're accusing these people of. Bob, I... Bob... I I have a bachelor's degree graduated with honors in the field of psychology. I have a master's degree in clinical psychology. I'm finishing up my doctorate in clinical psychology with a background in behavioral neurosciences, anthropology, okay? You claim to cite science, yet you do absolutely nothing except what these talking heads do, which is cite conjecture, personal belief, and bias. As a scientist, I am disgusted by people like you. Absolutely disgusted. By people like you. you should be All ashamed right, of yourself. Cut him off. You should be All ashamed right. of yourself. Well, Bob, we you can't say we didn't allow you to state your point. I mean, I think you have stated your point, and I think I think you saw even in my own questioning, uh, you, I think you saw that you are pretty much doing the same thing that you are claiming others are doing, and in America, you're free to do that. That's, and you said you stated blah, 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 that you. Let me read you know, Fox News. I, I want to point blah, out blah, that, blah. that the mindset that Bob is espousing is a very common mindset. Absolutely. The, the in that Absolutely. in America, yeah. in a pluralistic society, in a society that supposedly espouses liberty and democracy, is that mindset, that, that uh, homogenous, that need for homogeny in culture is actually a very fascist intent. It's, well, ethnic nationalism it has ethnic, a lot of that. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. When you look at the rhetoric that came out of Italy with Mussolini, when you look at the rhetoric with Hitler just prior to the burning of the Reichstag, you have that exact same mentality and almost verbatim the same kind of rhetoric. Well, let's see what out. kind of let's see what kind of mindset we got with our next two callers, Kevin, and then we'll go to Mike. Kevin, welcome to the show. Kevin, are you there? Kevin going once. Kevin, you're on the air, baby. Kevin going twice. Let's go to Mike. Mike, welcome to the show. Oh, hi, guys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to ask you something, guys. You, you know, you're talking about political Islam and everything, right? You say I understand. But uh, what I want to know, how strong are your religious beliefs, guys? What are our religious beliefs? Yes. Well, I'm uh, Catholic, uh, Hector. I'm Catholic. What about the other gentleman? I was raised in both no, the Episcopal. No, I don't want to know what you were raised. I was I raised in both right the Episcopal now. Church and the Catholic Church, and I do have religious beliefs. I don't think that necessarily. No, no, I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking nothing. I'm asking. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying I do have religious beliefs. And they're rooted in, in the history that I was raised in, which is, and I'm trying to stipulate this, within the Episcopal Mike, Church. Mike, what are you trying I, to get at? I mean, I, he's telling you yeah, his answer. I feel you have yeah. a follow-up question. What is it? Uh, uh, what, I, what I want to know, you're being radical in your religious belief, guys. Oh, no, you? I'm not radical at all in my religious belief. You, uh, any of you? I think the radicality that I espouse is actually that of what uh, Christ taught, which is turn the other cheek, which is what Christians in this nation, especially those in power, do not do and have not done time and time again. I wouldn't yeah, say I'm very now, radical. That's, that's, the the, that's the way the, the Iraqi uh, war was wrapped up on religion to uh, Bush. Yeah, absolutely. That, right? Sure, sure. But I wouldn't say, I mean, so so I, I wouldn't say I'm very radical. I mean, what, what's your point, though, Mike? Uh, well, my point is, like, uh, unless you have been radical in some religious belief, you have, have a little bit, I guess you will have a little bit more understanding instead of, like, 
what comes from my book from personal experience. So are you saying that you're radical and that we need to understand you? Or I don't no, get no, it. No, 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 no. I mean, you have a better understanding of what you're talking about what you, when you say that people are radical in their beliefs. You're not oh. walking in their shoes. I mean... You, never, you have never walked in their shoes. and I mean, you might drive a mile in their shoes, but it doesn't mean you understand them, does it? Hey, well, if you can get me a uh, interview with uh, Osama bin Laden, I'd, I'd uh, love it. Please, let's let's please, make it happen. Please, 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 please. Osama bin Laden has been there since 2006. Okay, well, if that's... If well, that's I mean, that, that remains to be seen. That remains to be seen. I actually saw him on an episode of Jersey Shore the other day. <laughs> uh, guys, guys, there was an interview with Benazir Bhutto in 2006 that he, uh, he said one of his lieutenants stabbed him to death. Yeah. Right, and not long after that, Benazir Bhutto was assassinated, was she not? Yeah, a few yeah, months later. Absolutely. By whom? It wasn't uh, the Taliban. Of course not. It wasn't the CIA. No, yeah. they were all cut. <laughs> all right, then, Mike. Thank you very much for your call. Let me go straight to Kevin. Kevin, welcome to the show. Hey, good. Um, I'm, this is a very spirited discussion you guys are having here. <laughs> well, thanks. Uh, how you doing, Kevin? How are you? Doing good. Good. It's good hey, to look, hear from uh, you. Just, I'm, not, I'm not here to defend Bob, but, I mean, if, if he'd have used the word queer instead of homo, would you guys have been any, easier on him than Absolutely that? Absolutely not. No, I think, I, think, I, think, I think what he had to say... I gay is an acceptable like, term. It's like people within the... The uh, the gay community use that term all the time. Right, but that's that is like those are individuals that are but, operating but, but, within but, that community. But that's my point. So you got you guys want to pick and choose, you know, on who's bigoted and who's not. Absolutely not. Uh, what I was saying is that his his beliefs are not have not been examined for meaning and justification. And as a scientist, I can honestly say with 100% certainty that they are not grounded in science, reason, or logic. His well, opinion... But the, the, world, the world is full of over-educated dumbasses. Okay, all you know, right. Let's get Tim right. out of the so air. Yet again, right. yet again, wait, wait, I want to address that. Anti-intellectualism. Well, yeah, yeah, we're no, we've got be, an amazing... Be, hold on, Kevin, hold on, hold on. Kevin, 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 I'll cut you off. Kevin, okay, put him on mute. Let's put him on mute. Go ahead. He's on mute. He's still on but he's on mute. I want to address what you just said. The idea that in America we have over an abundance of overeducation. What you've just done is aggrandize ignorance. What you've just done is aggrandize the kind of ignorance that's perpetuated over in Afghanistan and Iraq, where they look at religion as being the only means of education. The only way to educate people is through a radical description in the Quran. And what you've done, first of all, I would rather trust a brain surgeon to operate on me than a trash man. I'm sorry. That's just me. And there's, there is a, a drastic amount of, tra of training that that man underwent or that woman underwent. I will never understand the growing sentiment over the past two years of anti-intellectualism in this country. I will never understand it how I, for achieving degrees of, 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 of many different statuses, can be looked down upon as a sellout, as not a real American. I will never understand that. I never said that. I never said that. Okay, See, okay, off, but here's what here's you, here's, you, here's what you did. Here's what you did. This self-aggrandizement that you seem to have—that you, you're you're so much more educated than the next person—you you want to put down their opinion. See, no, 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 no. See, I am putting exactly what you did. That's Bob. that's not exactly Listen, what he did, Kevin. No, when no, absolutely not. Let me. All right, Kevin. Let me. Kevin. Kevin. Let's put him on mute again. Let me put him on mute again. Absolutely not. Kevin. Here's what I want to tell you, Kevin. Look, there was, there was a. 
a, a whole entire discussion that took place with Bob. We never cut him off like we're having to put you on mute because he did allow the guys to talk and then he would come back. All right. Now, we never even cut him off. We allowed the discussion to happen. We asked several questions for which he had answers that were pretty, you know, pretty slanted to say the least. Well, now, in that same discussion, in that same discussion, which he had the time to, to defend himself quite rightly, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Aren't you entitled to your own, Kevin? I mean, what's the issue here? What is the whole beef here? That's what I'm trying to get to that. Which listen, is what? Listen. Okay, Here's get to point. it. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to head right there. You know, Chris, uh, a few weeks ago in an interview that you had with him uh, and, and his over-intellectualized style, he, uh, he made a Over-intellectualized style, huh? That's right. That's hooray right. for, hooray for okay. ignorance. Yeah, hooray for right ignorance. Now. Hooray for I'm ignorance. I'm going to prove it right now. Hooray for Hooray ignorance. for stupidity. Exactly. I love it. Well, look, but, you know, but you, you're quick to, to uh, call somebody a bigot when you yourself love use it. a derogatory term to describe the Tea Party movement. Oh, really? Yeah, what was that? You used, the, you used the word teabagger. Oh, yeah, I did. And I will continue and to so, use it. And, and both your guests yeah. have on there. So I will you know, continue. Kevin, did you, know that the, did you know that that word was actually I first utilized? It. Did you know that that word was actually first utilized by the party by individuals themselves? Exactly. Up until they started I to make fun it. Up until I people. Knew it. I, don't, I don't accept that. I they, knew you it. cannot that's accept it, but that's a fact. You cannot accept it, but that's a fact. I'm not lying, Kevin. You can look it up. My point is that what we have here is you have a bunch of guys here that are on the left that you're going to st stand by the left and, and I'm you, conservative. You I don't know what of, you're talking uh, about. I mean, I, I'm pretty conservative. Hey, yeah, we're left leaning, but I'm pretty conservative. I'm not a Democrat, I'm and not, I don't I'm identify as a Republican you, Hector, either. Your other two guests. I'm, I'm, an, an, I'm really an independent, my brother. When when we always have to. To, to, to have people self-aggrandize themselves to self-aggrandize. You keep using that that's, term. That's not that's even right. a word. That's exactly that's what, what, that's what I'm hearing. We appreciate the call, Kevin. I got to run to a couple other callers because we're heading up on the end of the what show. A Let's surprise! Go to... He was a member of the Tea Party. <laughs> what a surprise! Let what me a go surprise! To... All right, Nick. Let me go to Carlos. Carlos, what's on your mind? <laughs> Having a blast here. <laughs> Listen, Hector, you Shocking. and you and Chris. Or commendable. I don't know the name of the other man Nick, there, but, Nick. but but what, Nick? Nick Bias, yes. How are you, yeah. sir? Well, he needs to learn some manners and courtesies <laughs> when there's discussions. Chris and Hector allow the person, and Nick ridicules the person. He needs he needs to be taught some manners. Well, I appreciate it, well, sir. Well, we appreciate Thank the call. Much. Thank you for your call, Carlos. I got to run to Brownfield because I got more calls in very few minutes. Let me run to Brownfield. Brownfield, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi, Brownfield. How doing are you? All right, Brownfield? How are you, I'm doing just fine. My only thing on the, the gay marriage is, um, as a compromise, could we no longer issue marriage license and call all, whether it's same-sex or opposite-sex civil unions, and would that make everybody happy? I would, you know, I Love think it. if it's it's about equality before the law. Marriage necessarily, and this is the skewed point I think that a lot of people get behind, is they tend to look at uh, marriage as being a legal I mean, a, a religious position, and it's not necessarily really, it's recognized by the state, it's a legal standing within the state that accords the couple a right. And if you're not going to allow gay couples to enjoy equality before the law, then you need to change the name. I agree with you. I think that would be a fair compromise. Let me go to Caitlin. Caitlin, last call of the day. What's up, Caitlin? Hey, what's up? Hi, Caitlin. Hello, Caitlin. How are you? 
I am actually an NHIR. Nick right. is actually one of my coaches for the CWS. Great. Awesome. And how, what do you think about this discussion there, Caitlin? I, I honestly believe that they're just they're being hypocrites. I really believe they're being hypocrites. A lot of people that are calling in, and I just think that Nick's not being rude. He's just kind of showing them how they're being back. Ah, the students come out to defend Nick. Caitlin, we hope to see hey, you I'm at the coach, man. at the what round table uh, <laughs> at yeah. dinner. Folks, Nick and, and Nick and Chris will be back tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, I know Nick sure will be. And, and Chris will be. He's time. nodding his head. We're going to continue this level of discussion, uh, and we're going to have a round table we want to invite you to, so uh, stay tuned tomorrow. And until then, El Paso, America. Think big.